Hey, what's up? You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show podcast. Thanks for checking it out and make sure you subscribed. Hammer and Nigel. Do you believe these characters are weirdos? On 93 WIBC. So let's rock! Hey now, my name is Jason Hammer. Big Nige is still out with the monkeypox, which means <laughs> sitting in the hot seat, dare I say writing shotgun. Oh, I love that. The gun guy, Guy Relford, is here. And Guy, today is the perfect day to have legal representation on this show. There you go. Because we've got an awful lot of legal stuff to get to. Crime, punishment, judges. Legal stuff. And there's a lot of it. So let's start with the biggest story of the day. A special judge in Monroe County has granted a preliminary injunction blocking Indiana's new abortion law, which means as of right now, while the legal process has its wheels rolling, the abortion ban is no longer in effect. As somebody who is a lawyer and attorney take us through this yeah and when a preliminary injunction issues jason there are a couple things um that are uh, boxes the judge has to have checked off and and what lawyers pay the most attention to is before you can uh, enter a preliminary injunction that prevents for instance in this case a law going into effect the judge has to have determined and this is what gets lawyers attention is that the the, the person filing the lawsuit to stop the law has a substantial likelihood of success on the merits. Okay, they, So the judge has to have looked at it and said, hmm, I think you're probably going to win down the road. A couple of other things. They have to say there's, you know, there's irreparable damage that could result. Um, there's, there's no other remedy available. But, that, but what gets all the lawyers' attention is substantial likelihood of success on the merits. So this is one judge in one county saying, mm, I think this law might be unconstitutional, okay? A couple of things to keep in mind. That doesn't mean they're ultimately going to win. That doesn't mean that if it goes up on appeal, either Indiana Court of Appeals, Indiana Supreme Court, or beyond, that the state won't win. It also means we need to take a look at where this came out of, because it is Monroe County. And look, you know, I'm, I, I've, I, I've litigated a lot in Monroe County, um, but it is not the most conservative of jurisdictions. Right. And so you have to look at that and say, all right, what does this really mean? I mean, I, I had a, a red flag case that came out of Monroe County that I took up to the Court of Appeals where the, the court found there was no basis for the court's decision to keep somebody's Second Amendment rights away from them, and, and it was a completely off-base decision. And and so I look at that and say, all right, it, it's significant because a judge has said there's a substantial likelihood the law is unconstitutional. However, it's just the first step in the process, so nobody should get too excited. And this kind of stems from the ACLU yes, lawsuit. Uh, they sued to block the ban. They argued that the Indiana Constitution included a right to privacy and to make decisions on whether or not to have children. Now, the judge in this uh, injunction, the Monroe County judge wrote uh, that whether a right to privacy exists in the state constitution is an open question. Now, listen, again, I'm not a lawyer here, but if you're somebody who's a judge and you know that there's a pretty decent chance that a trial like this or a lawsuit like this is going to be coming to your desk. Shouldn't you kind of understand what's in the Constitution and what's not in the Constitution? It feels like it's a really lazy, half-ass, kick-the-can-down-the-road kind of thing to do here. And and 
judges are human, right? And it could easily be a judge looking at this going, look, it's an emergency preliminary injunction. I'm not sure what the hell to do with this. So let's just call time out. Let's just pump the brakes, issue the preliminary injunction, and then spend more time really figuring it out. Because to break this down a little more, you know, the, the case that came down from the United States Supreme Court that set aside Roe v. Wade said there's no implied or otherwise right to privacy that includes the right to an abortion in the United States Constitution. So that issue is resolved, okay? That, that, that horse has left the barn. So what they've tried here now, uh, as far as the ACLU goes, is they've said, well, we've lost in terms of the United States Constitution having an implied right to privacy, therefore a right to an abortion. So let's say the Indiana Constitution has that same right in it, even though it's not spelled out, it's not explicit. And what undoubtedly the state's going to do here is they're going to come in and say, look, just like the Supreme Court justices said you can't just read words into the U.S. Constitution that, that don't exist, that aren't there, and, and create a right out of whole cloth, just kind of piecing together some uh, subliminal arguments as to you know anything that actually is in the Constitution. Uh, they, they've taken a flyer at that argument as to the Indiana Constitution. There's no right to an abortion in the Indiana Constitution. Right. And so now we, we've just got to go forward and say, all right, is the Indiana Supreme Court at the end of the day or the Indiana Court of Appeals, if it doesn't go to the Supremes, going to come out with the same kind of an analysis we saw uh, in the decision from SCOTUS that set aside Roe v. Wade? And if I was a betting man, and obviously I know you are, um, <laughs> then I, I'd say that probably the same uh, result's going to obtain here. Right. You're seeing a big celebration right. from a lot of progressive and a lot of leftists today, but maybe that needs to be tempered just a little bit because there's a very good chance that this is going to go back to what the Indiana lawmakers who were elected to make these types of decisions decided on a couple of months ago. However, Hannah Smith, the spokeswoman for the Indiana House Democratic Caucus, released a statement, quote, the judge's motion today temporarily restored dignity to Hoosier women. Indiana Republicans continue to waste Hoosier taxpayer dollars after a costly special session to ban abortion. The GOP's endless crusade to disenfranchise women and girls of personal choice and autonomy have already cost our state countless dollars. And this lawsuit will surely add to the tab of hardworking folks. House Democrats will monitor the lawsuit as it moves through the judicial process. Yeah, and keep in mind what the SCOTUS decision that set aside Roe v. Wade really said. It didn't say that there's no, um, that, 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 that abortion should not be legal in the, in the United States. It did not say that states couldn't ban abortion if they wanted to or couldn't um, guarantee abortion if they wanted to. They just said it's not a right guaranteed in the Constitution and should be left up to state legislatures. That's what SCOTUS said about the U.S. Constitution. I could easily see the Indiana appellate courts coming down saying exactly the same thing, which is it's a legislative issue. It's not a judicial issue. We can't create rights in constitutions that don't exist. If the legislature wants to protect abortion, it has the ability to do that. And if you as a citizen don't like whatever law they pass, either ban 
banning or guaranteeing uh, abortion or something in the middle, guess what? You have the ability to go to the ballot box and elect people that will do your bidding when they go into the legislature. And that's the legislative process as the, not only the United States Constitution, but the, but the Indiana Constitution guarantee it. And that's, that was the logic of the, of the Supreme Court decision. I think that will probably be, be the logic here where it simply is, look, it's a legislative issue. If you don't like the laws passed by the Indiana General Assembly, elect people that will pass laws more to your liking. States' rights. States' That's rights. That's what it all well, comes and, down and, to. And separation of powers, which is we don't create rights uh, by reading them into a constitution that don't otherwise exist, right? It's the legislature's job to make laws. We only protect constitutional rights that actually exist in the constitution. That's the point. So it's separation of powers is really the issue. But as we get closer and closer to the midterms here, Guy, we're less than seven weeks away from the midterms. Yep. Abortion is one of the big subjects. I don't think it's the biggest i think the first five should be the economy followed by crime followed by immigration and then if you want to get abortion in the mix go ahead but as of right now with what's happening here in indiana and some of the boneheaded stuff that lindsey graham is talking about are the democrats winning the pr battle this close to midterms with abortion now what i'm talking about with lindsey graham is that on august 7th Not that long ago, August 7th, he says that this should be a state's rights issue when it comes to abortion. Well, just two days ago, Graham Nasty jumps on Fox and does a complete 180. Uh, This is not a state's rights issue. This is a human right issue. Um, At 15 weeks, a baby sucks its thumb. At 20 weeks, you're encouraged to sing to a child because- Which is what I am right now, I'm 20 weeks. She's 20 weeks, folks. I I don't care what California does uh, on most things. I care here. I am not going to sit on the sidelines in Washington, D.C. and tell the pro-life community Washington is closed for business. So I understand his feelings, but you can't go on the record a month and a half and say I'm for states' rights and then I'm against states' rights and try to roll out some federal abortion ban. The timing is so bad on this guy. And Lindsey Graham will tell you, well, there shouldn't be a time frame on wanting to do the right thing. Listen, if I'm Mitch McConnell, I pull Graham Nasty to the side and I have some strong words because right now the Republicans have the leverage. They see the economy numbers. We see what's happening at the border. The leverage is with the Republicans. But when Lindsey Graham goes out of his way to say, "Eh, you know what, maybe it's not a state's right issue, you give a little bit of leverage back to the left. You do, and and, and you nailed it, Jason, because look, there's two different questions we ought to ask on important social issues like this. The second question you ask is what should the answer be right should there be a right should there not be a right um should we protect abortion should we prohibit abortion that's the what decisions should we reach the first question though is who gets to decide and who gets to decide scotus said is state legislatures that's who gets to decide so for graham nasty i love him i love when you call him that but for lindsey graham to come out and 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 be more concerned about what we should decide than who should decide it he's he's swung and missed and that's a mistake on his part be sure to catch us every weekday three to seven on 93 wibc or subscribe and get it right to your phone